Time for children this morning. I want to invite all the kids who are here to come forward for our time together this morning. Good morning, Wesley. Well, hello, Margaret. Hi, Casey. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Cooper. Good morning, Ryan. Did you find a place? We got lots of room. Hi, Bentley. Good morning. Hi, Romy. Hi, Margaret. Oh, I am glad you're in worship. Have a seat right here. Yeah. Oh, we have a we have a nice group here this morning. I'm glad that you are in worship today. Oh, in worship. We are talking these days about being the church. And there's a word today that we're talking about, about being the church. And the word is together. And you know what I thought of when I thought about togetherness? And Pastor Valerie, you might be talking about something completely different today. But this is what came to my mind when I thought about togetherness. I thought about the things that we do when we come together as the church. For example, this morning we had several people from our church came together to go to Austin Street Shelter. Who can tell me what Austin Street Shelter is? Anybody? Leslie, what's Austin Street? Austin Street is a shelter for mm-hmm. homeless people mm-hmm. who don't have any homes because they couldn't pay their taxes. Yeah, they, yeah the people don't have any homes and they can stay there for the night. But in the daytime, you know what? They have to go. They can't stay there all day. So before they go, different churches take turns coming. And who knows what we did this morning at Austin Street? What did we do? We gave them breakfast. That's right. And not just breakfast. They got to come through the line and they got hard-boiled eggs and they got fruit, wonderful strawberries and so many sandwiches and granola bars and a bottle of water. But it took so many different people coming together to make that happen. Some of the people in our church, you know, they didn't really want to get up at 4 a.m., but they sure did bring groceries. They brought fruit and they brought cereal bars and they brought water. Some people, maybe they couldn't come on Sunday, but they came up here yesterday and they made hundreds. I mean, hundreds of sandwiches. There were so many sandwiches. It was amazing. And then some people, I don't know, they're kind of crazy. They thought it was fun. They thought it was a good thing to do, to get up while it was still dark outside and drive down and way early in the morning when probably most of us were sleeping and serve breakfast. Oh, it was a good thing to come together. I brought something else with me today that I thought about coming together. And I bet it were most of you all in Sunday school today. Some of you all who can tell me what this is. Ryan? This is our holy family because today, oh, today is a good day. Today, all our children in Sunday school started Godly Play Stories. And that was another coming together for me. This that I'm holding right here, do you know where it came from? I'll tell you what, I didn't buy it at a store. One of our church members, Mr. Bachman over there, he heard that we were doing this and he said, you know what? I can help. I know how to make things. And he made, not just, he made three of these for us so that we could tell the story of Mary and Joseph and the holy child there. Oh, and so many other wonderful stories. Last weekend, oh, I think I said this in big church, we had a, we had a class for your teachers on a Saturday. We had Saturday school. You know how many Sunday school teachers we have for you? 
There are eight people who said they will be here almost every Sunday they can. You know how many people came to class? Guess. How many people came to class? Eight. Oh, you were here first service. <laughs> but you're right. You remembered. You were listening. We had 24 people here. Eight teachers. And we had 24 people come together. Come together to learn how to tell stories of their faith to you. Because they love you and they love God. Oh, and they love this story. They love that. I'm going to turn it around so you can see it. They love this story very much because who is this right here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, holding out his arms to give you a hug. And when we come together, that's what we do. That's what we do. At Austin Street, I shook some hands and we gave him food. But in our hearts, we felt hugs. And last Saturday, when these teachers came, we all sat in chairs around the room and we visited and we talked. But I felt hugs. And this morning, when everybody was getting ready, I felt hugs. Did you feel hugs? Yeah. We've got to come together to get hugs. So I am thankful this morning for all the people who come together because they love God and they love you and they love God's people. Can we get together right now and say a prayer of thanks? All right. And let's say, dear God, thank you. For all your children who come together because they love you, because they love me. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We are continuing our series today on being the church. And for the weeks in this series, as I mentioned last week, we have chosen one word to concentrate on each week. The first week, our word was blessing. The word of identity, claiming that we are blessed by God so that we can be a blessing to others And then last week the word was welcoming and then it's accompanying practice, offering hospitality. These things are necessary to being the people in the church. And today our word is companioning Um, or as Pastor Caroline talked about, being in this together. And so we are going to hear just three short verses from the fourth chapter of Ephesians. And I'm going to be reading from Eugene Peterson's translation called The Message because I believe he gives us a fresh understanding of these words which are familiar to some of us. And so we are going to begin reading at verse 4. Listen for the word of God. You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction, so stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. You have one master, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who rules over all, works through all, and is present in all. Everything you are and think and do is permeated with oneness. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. 
Oh, Lord, this morning we give ourselves over to your word. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. I read a wonderful article in yesterday's Dallas Morning News. And I hope and trust that several of you have read it. It was on the front page, and it was about a teacher in his first year of teaching. Anybody read that? Mr. Banks? Yeah. Young African-American man in his first year of teaching, teaching at Spruce High School in Pleasant Grove, where I did my student teaching back in the 90s. And a jewel from that story is what he was telling his students on that first day. He promised them that he would do his best and he asked them to do the same. I wish I had a crystal ball to then see into the future to see the lives of his students, those for whom those words sunk in. Because those are inspiring words. And I think that it really gets to the heart of what it means to companion. But in thinking about teachers, think for a moment. Who is or was your favorite teacher? What is it that he or she did or said that endeared him or her to you? Or maybe shaped you, helped form you into the person that you are today? My favorite teacher was Mrs. Jennings. She was my fourth grade teacher. And the summer before my fourth grade year, my parents had done what is called a majority to minority transfer. And so they enrolled me in a a school that was in a neighborhood that was predominantly African-American. And I rode the bus there every morning. And on my very first day, I just loved the experience. They had an open classroom And the study was going to be self-paced. They were trying some new educational ideas there. And my mother reminded me of this story. I had forgotten it. That when I got home that first day from school, I bounded off the school bus and I ran up to the house. And mom said, how was your first day? And I said, oh, I love my teacher. Not once did she tell me to stop talking. I I truly remember that. I truly remember that. Um, But I love her not just because she didn't get on to me all the time to stop talking, but because she formed this atmosphere within the classroom that was nurturing, that was fostering, and um, her students could excel, and they could excel in their own ways. And I think that's what we try to do with godly play, is to create an environment by which our children can learn the great stories of the Bible in ways that make sense to them. And they can take those stories into their being. Teaching is a very specific 
mode of companioning. But there are many other ways that we companion each other. Think, perhaps, of who has been very influential in your life with regard to your faith, to your practice of faith. Perhaps how you were taught to pray as a child or how you were taught to do the practices of the church. We had the group that went to Austin Street Shelter this morning, and there are children in that group. Can you imagine what they're learning? Can you imagine what they're taking into their own being about what it means to be in community and to companion with others who are different from themselves? It's a really profound And scripture gives us story after story after story of people who companion others. Jesus, of course, is the good teacher who companioned others, who who taught by telling stories, by telling parables. And then after his resurrection and ascension, his disciples went on to companion others, Paul and Barnabas and Paul and Timothy. And think of Mary and Elizabeth before Jesus was born, how Elizabeth nurtured Mary as she was expecting her first child who would be the Messiah. This companioning thing is something that I think we need to take very seriously. Because in companioning each other, we recognize our oneness and our unity. The writer of this letter to the community at Ephesus, um, who was probably a disciple of Paul's, at the beginning of the letter, he starts talking out about oneness and unity, and he ends his letter in talking about oneness and unity. And in the three verses we just heard, we hear it over and over again. We have one faith, one baptism, one Lord, and that we are in this together. And my friends, the way we companion each other, the way we companion with those outside of these walls matters because within that, within that practice of companioning is our witness. People are watching. Think, think about the places in the world where companioning is not taken as a serious privilege and duty where the practice of companioning seems to be broken. Think about the places within the church where companioning is broken as a practice. And think about the division and conflict that result. Conflict is not dealt with in a healthy fashion. And then there are divisions and there are lines drawn in the sand and there are people pointing fingers at each other. 
And Ephesians speaks specifically to this because the writer of Ephesians is addressing a group of people, some of whom were Jewish and came to the faith, and then others who came from pagan practices from around the Roman Empire, and they came together and they were just having a hard time trying to figure out what their common ground was. And the writer of the letter of Ephesians tells them later on in chapter 4, being unified doesn't mean being uniform. Because you have all been gifted by the Spirit in different ways that are in keeping with God's vision for the world. God wills this world in which mercy, compassion, grace, and blessing are the name of the game, as opposed to competition, as opposed to divisiveness, as opposed to caustic language. God's kingdom is a place where the truth is spoken in love, where companioning, mentoring, holy friendship is the name of the game. God has the audacity to dream of a world that is different from what exists. And God invites us into that reality. And my friends, we walk the path together as companions. Just as Jesus walked with those disciples All those centuries ago, just as Jesus walks with us now on the way, we are companions together. Amen.